Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome into the show. I am your host, Brian Taylor, and as always, I'll be bringing you the insight. That is right, 30% more than the competition. Boy, happy Friday to all. It is April 7th, 2017. Today's show, we'll have a little bit to do about sports and politics. And so I thank you all for tuning in. You are going to truly get the all sports talk show today. I'll start off on the sports section and I'm going to keep it local unless something major happens in the sports world. But I'd like to give props out to the Houston Astros starting the season out three and one, almost sweeping the Mariners in the season opener. Um, just couldn't pull off game four. It's okay. They lost four to two. But they've started the season out on the right foot, and they've knocked a couple of long balls out in the first couple of games as well, proving that they are still one of the most powerful hitting teams in Major League Baseball. And the pitching hasn't been bad either. The Rockets have a game tonight. They'll be taking on the Detroit Pistons here in Houston. So if you don't have anything to do, downtown Houston might be the place to be. It sounds like it's going to be jumping. You've got the Astros predicted to possibly get a win tonight and then you've got the Rockets who will be play, taking on the Detroit Pistons and should walk away with the victory so I'm, I'm very excited about what the possibilities are for the teams here in Houston on to the politics portion of the show I'll make it quick um, today's the big day we're going to see the end of the Senate as we know it start to happen uh, Lindsey Graham said some stuff this morning that was nostradamus s, and he got really emotional about it, and I want to bring it to you on this show. Pepe, bring me audio one, and we'll start off with what Lindsey Graham was saying on the Senate floor this morning. And it breaks my heart that we're here. I don't know what to do other than change the rules to have some sense of fairness. Hold a vote on I've merit. i tried to be fair the best that I know how to be. I voted for everybody I thought was qualified. I said, as to Judge Garland, let the next president decide. And at the time I said that in March of 2016, I had no doubt in my mind that Donald Trump would lose, that Hillary Clinton would pick somebody probably more liberal than Garland. But it made sense to me in that stage in the process to let the next president pick. So it made sense to him at that stage, even though nobody in, in the the United States, except for uh, probably a few exclusive people or some people that knew something that we didn't know, that Donald Trump would win and that the Republicans would get a chance to pick the nominee. Because why else would you hold up on giving Merritt Garland a vote? That was the key thing was they didn't even let him get a vote on the floor. They said, ah, well, you could have let him get a vote. And then everybody said no, like Chuck Todd was saying the other day on the Sunday shows. But they wouldn't even do that. And Mitch McConnell thought it was the funniest thing in the world that he didn't get a vote. Okay, true enough. You feel this way? Then chairman of the Judiciary Committee, Joe Biden, said it back in 1992 that it shouldn't be that way. Then let's draft some legislation and say that that's how it should be. But it won't happen. Why? Because right now the Republicans have the House, they've got the Senate, and they've got the presidency. So if any one of these three people born in the 1930s passes away while Trump's in his last year of the presidency and it's an election year. Do you really believe that Donald Trump will not appoint 
a Supreme Court justice. Now, this is where Lindsey Graham gets a little emotional. So it's going to take some time for it to unfold. It takes about three minutes. But listen to this audio. Lindsey Graham is just going to, to tell the truth, and, and it's no holds barred about the nuclear option. Here we go. Every Senate seat now becomes a referendum on the Supreme Court. So when we have a contest for a Senate seat, it's not just about the Senate, it's about the seat affecting the outcome of the court because all you need is a simple majority. Whether or not it leads to changing the legislative filibuster, which would be the end of the Senate, I don't know, but I don't think it helps. There'll be a majority around here one day a president of the same party, control of the House, and they'll get frustrated because the other side won't let them do everything they want to do, and they'll be tempted to go down this road of doing away with the 60-vote requirement to pass a bill, not appoint a judge, and that'll be the end of the Senate. We've made that more likely by doing this. It was more likely in 2013. I hope I'm wrong, but I think we set in motion the eventual demise of the Senate. But the one thing I can say on an optimistic note, that while I'll vote to change the rules for this judicial nomination, I will not ever vote to change the rules for legislation. And the reason I'm voting to change the rules is I don't know what I go home and tell people why Sotomayor and Kagan got on the court and Gorsuch couldn't. Why President Obama was able to pick two people that were highly qualified and Trump wasn't able to pick one person highly qualified. You just can't have it where one side gets their judges and the other side doesn't. So to rectify that wrong, I guess we'll have to change the rules. Did he just say you just can't have it where one side gets their judges and the other side can't? You think that's what God was thinking when he decided to take the Supreme Court justice home? That's what God was thinking is fairness. I think that it won't be fair on the Republicans, so I shall take this man and give President Barack Obama a third chance at appointing. You think that's what, and I don't know if God talks like that, but you think that's what God said? No. But what humans did was say, look, it's not fair. It's not fair that you get all the judges and we don't get any judges. I'm just pointing out what he's saying. He, You literally kept from having a vote because you felt it wasn't fair that Barack would get a chance to point a third. But then you felt like there was no way in hell the Republican was going to win. So what were you holding up? What did you know that no one else knew? Let's let Lindsey Graham continue. Not a good day. Uh, hoping it would never come, but it has. And to the extent that I've been part of the problem, I apologize to, to the future. But I think I've, at least in my own mind, tried to do the right thing as I saw it. I took a lot of heat for voting for their judges at the time, and there was a lot of hate on our side. I'm glad I did. Not that I'm not partisan, I certainly can be, but I just think the history is going down a very dark path. Uh, the Senate's going down a very dark path here, and there'll never be another 98 votes for Scalia, 96 votes for Ginsburg, and that's a shame because 
even though they may be different, they have one thing in common. They're good people who are highly qualified to sit on the court. And I can understand why a liberal president would choose one and a conservative president would choose another. What we're doing today is basically saying we don't really care about election results anymore in the Senate. With that, I yield. Boy, Lindsey Graham got real emotional about that one, and he sees it as a Nostradamus. And I'm with him. This could be the beginning of the end for the Senate by using this nuclear option. But it all comes down to this isn't fair. This isn't fair. They get to get all the judges, and we don't get to get any judges. The judges keep dying when the Democrats are in office. Really? Is that the true reason on why you refuse to hold a vote? Well, no, no, no. It's because Biden said it. Well, when Biden said it, it was because a judge suggested about retiring. It didn't even happen. There wasn't a vacancy. It was something that he said should happen, should this happen. And now they're holding his own words against him, which they have every right to do. But then let's get to the bottom of it and say, let's make some written legislation. And I'll bring it to you one more time because Chuck Todd asked Mitch McConnell, and I want you to listen closely to how Mitch McConnell responds. What was wrong with allowing Merrick Garland to have an up or down vote? I already, t I already told you, uh, you don't fill Supreme Court vacancies in the middle of a presidential election. That's what Joe Biden said back in 1992 when he so was chairman the of the policy? Judiciary Committee. Should that, be the exactly. Should that be the policy going forward? Are you prepared to pass a resolution that says, in election years, any Supreme Court vacancy and have it to be the sense of a Senate resolution that say no Supreme Court nominations will be considered in any even numbered year. Is that where we're headed? Chuck, with all due respect, that's an absurd question. We were right in the middle of a presidential election year. Everybody knew that neither side had the Schubert on the other foot would have filled it. Okay, so we have it. He still didn't answer the question. Why not make some legislation? So, okay. Okay, so you got a chance to do a no vote on Merritt Garland. Donald Trump's going to get a guaranteed Supreme Court appointee. Nobody's come into the office with a guaranteed Supreme Court appointee ever. Okay, so now you've got a guaranteed Republican Supreme Court nominee. Let's say the three judges born in the 1930s all pass away in the next upcoming election year. Are we going to say then that, hey, no judges should be voted upon and the upcoming person should have a guaranteed three picks coming into office? Of course not. Of course not. They won't do that legislation because it's going to work against them in this situation, which would be the Republicans. The Democrats would probably love to have something like that, but then what if it works against them in the future? That's why this is becoming too political. It's becoming too partisan where it's about, oh, you're getting all the judges. It's not fair. Life isn't fair. Life's never been fair. So now you want to change the rules and manipulate the rules to try to make it fair. And this is how it's going to play out. And it's not going to be a beautiful ending. I can guarantee you that it's not going to end beautifully. Because when you start trying to manipulate the the natural order of things so you can try to be in control of it, you learn very quickly that there's a higher power in much more control than you are. 
and I'm going to leave it with this. This is Donald Trump in the election season talking about the Supreme Court justices. One thing I want to leave you with, Supreme Court justices. No matter how much you like or dislike, no matter what your feelings, uh, whether you're the governor of Ohio, whether you're a senator from Texas, or any of the other people that I beat so easily and so badly, you have no choice. You got to go for Trump. Supreme Court justices. But no matter what you think of Donald Trump, as a Republican, if that's what your philosophy is, if you're a great, great believer in the Constitution, you have no choice. Hate to say it. Whether you're a hater or a lover, you have no choice.